You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Real Presence Live. It is 24 minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Peter Martin, and we are coming to you live from the Pastoral Center in Winona, Minnesota. And today, which is August 21st, in the year of our Lord, 2020, you think of the year 2020, you kind of cringe, like, oh man, this is like one of the worst years. <laughs> Certainly not something we will be boasting about. No, but... Except for we lived through it. We, we, yeah, I survived. I, there are many graces that happen even in, in a time, and I think maybe God is allowing, using this time to purify us, purify his church and the individuals within it, but it also helped people to ask those more difficult questions. Why am I here, really? What, if, what is the purpose of life? Is there truth? Or, or, do, I, or do I create truth myself? Yeah. Who I, do I define myself who I am? Or do I define reality? These are questions that it would have been unthinkable just a few decades ago, but this is where we're at in our culture. This is the importance of good education, Peter. That's yeah. why we're, we were talking about homeschooling. Yeah, and we're going to talk to our superintendent of schools next as right. well. But the, uh, you're right. This is, uh, you know, even 10 years ago to, to think that we would be deliberating uh, between two candidates, uh, you know, in our, in our state or in our country uh, who, who are at such a level uh, and that we wouldn't be deliberating in, in a nice way would have been unthinkable. Right, that we have kind of devolved. It, it appears in the in the vitriol that is out there uh, between our two party system. That uh, you, you know, just and some of the things in our, in our recent history that we've gone through, uh, we would we would have been ashamed. At least I should hope um, to think that that we would come to this. You know, and so today is the uh, memorial of Saint Pius the Tenth, who was a very poor man and. Uh, in this uh, was a very humble priest and he made it uh, because of his humility he was recognized as a very holy man and was called up to be Pope and one of the things that he chose to do in this time of modernity was to call things uh, to call everything back to Christ Uh, so already at the beginning of of the 20th century uh, things were not going so well to the point where he said, you know, we need to call things back to Christ and bring people back to the true meaning of who we are, who we're meant to be. Uh, and and uh, yet again, you know, 120 years later, here we are again. You know, it seems humanity is hell-bent. Uh, and, and, you know, we need to constantly be reminded that, no, we are made in God's image and likeness, and we have a destiny to be with him. God gave us free will to choose. And again, as you started this segment out, God never wastes an opportunity. And so this year of 2020, which will go down, I suppose, in infamy uh, as being a horrible year, uh, God is using this, calling people back to himself, reminding us of who we really are, 
And it's up to us to be open to that call and to be humbled and say, God, what is it you want me to do? Because God's got a plan for each of us. And he wants each of us to be a part of his, the fruition of his will, right? In the Our Father, we pray that thy kingdom come. And, and God doesn't waste an opportunity. He's called each of us. We're baptized, confirmed. We have been called to holiness. And with that is the responsibility to bring that holiness into the world. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think a lot of us can maybe get discouraged saying, well, I'm just a little lowly lay person. I can't do much. Uh, But Giuseppe Sarto started out the same way, very humble beginnings in a small village in Venezia in the uh, in the 19th century uh, but God had a plan for him and he successfully defended the, the purity of Christian doctrine uh, part of which is just this very basic idea that we are all made in the image and likeness of God and that's where we derive our our dignity from our worth but however our culture seems to be wanting to define who we are ourselves without reference to anything outside of our, ourselves. But the problem is, is that if that's really the case, Peter Martin, if I, Matt Wilcom, can decide who I am, if I can, if I can maybe decide, well, maybe I want to be a, a woman or, or maybe neither. Uh, I, if, if I'm, if I'm, if, if, if that is, if I'm the, the sole judge and arbiter of that, then I don't really have any intrinsic value or dig- dignity or ha- have anything intrinsically to offer because, well, it's, it's changeable. Right. And so I, I need to have that reference to something outside of myself which is unchangeable. Right. We call that, as Catholics, as Christians, God, right. the Creator. He who is existence himself his very nature is to exist. And I think our culture seems to be having a, a difficult time recognizing that its very existence depends upon something outside of itself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if, for those of you that have been keeping up with uh, what's been going on the past few days, the uh, convention of one of their two parties uh, just met online, and when they recited the Pledge of Allegiance, they took out the two most important words, under God. So it's very real. We live in a culture that wants to eliminate God. And the sad thing is, is what we know as Catholics, is like you said, Matt, we can't bring joy to ourselves. We don't have it within us. So if we're trying to define who we are by a truth that is inside of us, it's a falsity. We do have the truth inside of us, but it is our conscience, which is God-given. And if we're following that truth, as opposed to the fleeting desires that come, you know, one one day we, we may feel that we want a certain food. We have this desire for a certain food, and the next day, you know, after after gorging ourselves in that, we said, "No, that 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 didn't do it. Maybe I either eat, eat, need to eat more, or something different." And so, if if we're going by our base 
pleasures. We will not receive that true joy. We will not receive happiness. One of the things that, uh, looking at Pope Pius X, uh, it, it was said that he vigorously opposed modernist interpretations of Catholic doctrine. And it just made me smile, right? So he, was a, he, he died in 1914, right before World War I. Um, and it just, it makes me smile because, you know, haven't we seen that also? <laughs> Modernist interpretations of Catholic doctrine. How many people say that they are Catholic but live completely opposite, right? So they're, they're trying to interpret the Catholic faith in their own way. But that's not the way it is. <laughs> and that's not the way that St. Pius X uh, saw it either. And so he worked vigorously to oppose that. And as we need to today, right? We need to, we need to work on uh, how are we teaching the faith? Is it just a list of minimal thoughts, ideas? Uh, or is it something that is meant to affect our whole lives? And sadly, I think a lot of us were taught in a way to say, well, you need to at least know the Ten Commandments. Uh, and then, of course, once you've memorized those, then, then you've made it. But if we're not teaching people to change their lives, if we haven't brought forth this deep change, this metanoia, then we haven't truly introduced them to Christ. Uh, so those of you that read the Gospels recognize that Christ wasn't always an easy man to get along with. Why? Because he challenged people. He didn't say, ah, you'll be all right. No, he wanted true joy, and he knew where that came from. So even today, the Pharisees in the Gospel were challenging him, you know, which is the greatest of the 613 commandments that are in the Old Testament. Uh, they were doing this to challenge him, and he knew because he's God, he knew what they were about. And so he brought it right back to them and, and said, you know, to love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, but then to love your neighbor as yourself. And probably for all of us, sometimes that's the more difficult. <laughs> like, oh yeah, God, I can, I can handle you all right. But it's that jerk <laughs> that keeps posting these things on social media. I can't stand him or her. I said, no, God God says, no, if you, if you love me, then you will love your neighbor as well. That's really the measure of how much we love God, is how we, how we love our neighbor. I think, I think it is a scripture that says, how can you love the God that you cannot see if you do not love the... Your neighbor whom you can see, mm. who was made in his image and likeness. Absolutely. And uh, we're speaking this morning on Real Presence Live, Matt Wilkham along with Peter Martin about today the feast of Pope St. Pius X, uh, otherwise known as Joseph Sarto, and how he, as Pope, defended the purity of Christian doctrine against modernist interpretations of Catholic doctrine as well. And you, Peter, you were talking about the importance of joy, and that's really one of the marks of the Christian, mm. that they'll, they'll know we're Christians, yes, by our love, but also by our joy. Mm. And where authentic joy comes from is living in the truth yeah. and recognizing, first of all, where does that come from? That comes from God, acknowledging who he is and who I am in relation to him. You know, it's like that classic axiom, I only know two things, that there is a God and I'm not him. Right, absolutely. And 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 also you you talk you were talking about the convention of one of the political parties that happened and the lack of 
joy, seeming mm-hmm. lack of joy, that, and almost, almost this, this doom and gloom mm-hmm. type of uh, paradigm that they're operating under, um, almost trying to scare us into a certain way of voting. Mm-hmm. And that's typical. I mean, that's how it goes with pretty much all of these conventions, and, and they're, they're never a fair fight. And I think, right. I think it was G.K. Chesterton who said, really, in the end, all government is an ugly necessity. Mm. It, and, and, but it's a necessity. Uh, but uh, but this, this doom and gloom narrative, right. uh, how is that going to really appeal in the, in the end to voters who, who in the end are, are I mean, is that going to be enough yeah. to, to, to persuade them? I'm not really sure. Pete. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. So we talk a lot in the church about missionary discipleship and, and people, you know, they look at that in different ways. They think, is that a program? What do I have to do? <laughs> the, the realization is what we have to do is live out the faith. And when we do that, we will have an unshakable faith that will bring us joy and our neighbors will see us. And yes, they might think we're crazy. I always think of the scripture uh, and, and people might 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 say the same about you and I are, are they drinking? It's only 10 in the morning. <laughs> you know, our first, our first apostles, they were, they were filled with such joy that people thought they must be drunk. That's who we have to be. And that will be a way for us to live out missionary discipleship because we'll, people will see that they have joy. I want that. There's so much evil in the world, so much hate, so much friction that people are looking for a life of joy and we can do that because we have the fullness of the truth we have the sacraments we have mary and the rosary all of these things bring us great joy or at least they should and if they aren't then we need to give ourselves a little pep talk and and maybe a a examination of conscience and say are we truly doing this with our whole heart with our whole mind our soul right i I think uh from for many catholics perhaps church going to mass is uh, a social thing it's like a social club but not not much more than that mm. we need to transition from that mentality to that of the, i'm i'm just all in and i'm going to look for opportunities to spread this joy that i'm getting from my own personal prayer life i would assume that every catholic would be praying every day at least 15 minutes i mean at a bare minimum this is where the joy comes from. It mm. comes from prayer. It comes from saying yes to that relationship. Because in the end, it's not about rules. It's about that relationship. Yeah, and absolutely. if you've got that relationship, then you're going to want to follow those rules. You're going to be in right relationship, and therefore you're going to be behaving in a way that is in accord with the truth, in accord with how we were created. And that's where the joy comes from. And if you're wondering, how do I start? Uh, an easy way is to pick up a biography of the saints. Because we think the saints, they were born in an age where it was easy, or they were just made that way. <laughs> that's, that's categorically false. <laughs> they have joy because they've recognized that axiom of humility that i know there is a god and i'm not him i'm not her there's a story that we always love my wife and i always love to retell saint Teresa of avila uh worked so hard for the lord she was going off to start another convent and she was knocked off her horse into a mud puddle (laughs) she shook her fist in the air 
and said, God, if this is how you treat your friends, it's no wonder you have so few. <laughs> That's the goal, right? There's joy there. There's someone who is so close to God that she can fuss at him. <laughs> and I'm even, sure God was laughing. Yeah, even in the, even in the suffering, she can, she can say that uh, God can be found anywhere. Absolutely. Well, uh, we, uh, thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. There you can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, submit a prayer intention, nominate your favorite priest for donuts, yum, and more. Be sure to check it out, realpresenceradio.com. Next up... Marsha Stenzel, superintendent for the Catholic schools for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, reopening this fall. What's that going to look like? We'll talk to her next. 